Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Delivers from the body of death. Now the full light is in Romans 8 verses 1 and 2. That's a full light. A full understanding. There is therefore now. There is therefore now. No condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now no judgment to those who are in Christ Jesus. Who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free, has made them free from the law of sin and death. Amen. Wow. That's the full light. It says, there is therefore now no judgment, no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. Those who are in Christ Jesus. Those who are in Christ Jesus. They now have the ability to walk according to the spirit, not according to the flesh. They can now say no to the flesh because they are in Christ Jesus. They can say no to the flesh and walk according to the spirit or live according to the spirit. Why? Because the law of the spirit of life. They got another law now. Amen. They got another law working in them. The law of the spirit of life. Hallelujah. The law of the spirit of life is the only law that can deliver you from the law of sin. The law of the spirit of life is the only law that can deliver you from the law of sin that is in your flesh. It's only the law of the spirit of life that can deliver you from the evil that is in the world. Without that, you walk according to the flesh. But with the law of the spirit of life, with being in Christ Jesus... You've got the power to walk according to the Spirit. Amen. I hope you have understanding. If you look at verse, verses 8 and 9 of Romans 8, verses 8 and 9, it says, So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Are you in the flesh or are you in Christ Jesus? Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And I believe, I hope, I hope that everyone at the sound of my voice wants to please God. Hallelujah. If we want to please God, then we've got to be in Christ Jesus. We cannot be in the flesh. If we are in the flesh, we cannot please God. If we are in the flesh, we follow the dictates of the flesh. We follow the law of sin, the iniquity. Remember, the law of sin is the iniquity, the sinfulness, the crookedness. The perverseness that is in the flesh. That verse 9, Romans 8, verse 9 says, But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If you have given your life to Jesus, you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you, if indeed you are saved, if indeed you have been true, if indeed you have genuinely given your life to Jesus, you are in the spirit, or you have the spirit of God dwelling in you. Now it says, now if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. If anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his. Hallelujah. May the Lord give you understanding in Jesus' name. Exposing the mystery of iniquity through the light of the spirit. Exposing the mystery of iniquity through the light of the spirit. Again means exposing or revealing what's in the dark. By shining the light of the Spirit. Now, what's the mystery of iniquity? 
It simply is simply the secret clandestine underhand evil work of Satan in the world. Let me say that again. It's the secret clandestine underhand evil work of Satan in the world. Now, though the scripture calls it the mystery of iniquity, you can call it the mystery of Satan. Meaning Satan hides. Satan does his work secretly. He does his work behind closed doors. He doesn't want you to know that he's doing anything. He wants you to believe that it's you. He wants you to believe that it's that brother, it's that sister. He wants you to believe that your enemy is your mother-in-law. He wants you to believe that God is evil and he is good. That's how the devil works. Let me remind you of our key scriptures. John 8, 32 says, And you shall know the truth, and it shall make you free. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. That's John 8, 32. And 2 Corinthians 13, 8 says, For we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. And 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen, And no wonder, for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light. And the last one is Psalm 119, verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet. And a light to my path. Now let's turn to our scripture text, which is Ephesians chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. I want to quickly read it. I want to quickly read it through. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children. And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us. An offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Verse 3. But fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not even be named among you as fitting for saints. Neither filthiness, nor foolish talking, nor coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of things. For this you know, you know already, you know already that no fornicator, unclean person, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them. Verse 8. For you are once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Finding out what is acceptable to the Lord, verse 11, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of those things which are done by them in secret. For, but all things that are exposed are made manifest by the light, for whatever makes manifest is light. Therefore he says, Awake! You will sleep, arise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. Amen. We stop there. Wow, that's a mouthful. That's a lot of things. Now, in the light of the word of the Lord to us, which is what? Exposing the mystery of iniquity by the light of the Spirit. In the light of that word, in the light of that word, what can we learn? What can we learn from Ephesians 5, 1 to 21? And there are some verses of instruction that I want us to consider. Now, you see, one of the first things that you need to be aware of as a Christian, if you're a Christian, you 
really want to serve God, you want to know God, uh, maybe, you know, you are one of those who are looking for a place of worship, a place, you know, that you can call home, a church that you can call a family. You want to look for a place where the real word of God is preached. Not a place that makes you always just feel good, you know. A place that makes you feel good all the time, you know. Sweet talk, just blessing, blessing, blessing. Uh, bless you, bless you, bless you. And all the good, 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 good things. That's what they preach about. That's what they talk about. They don't talk about sin. They don't talk about the things that are sinful. They don't mention sin. You know, they don't make you uncomfortable. They don't make you feel what is called godly sorrow. You know, there's something called godly sorrow. And there's also something called worldly sorrow. Godly sorrow makes you feel bad about your sin. Amen. Like when Peter preached on the day of Pentecost, after I finished preaching, what did they say? Men and brethren, what shall we do? The scripture said they were pricked to their heart. They were pricked to their heart. He said, what shall we do? What can we do? So if you want to know a place of true worship, you got to look for that place that makes you to draw near to God, that challenges your faith. Amen. And you know here, Paul mentions many things that you as a Christian, you should not be part of, that should not be in your life. See, those things that are not fitting, fitting, that, that don't look good on you, they are not consistent with you being a Christian. Say, stay away from those things because they don't look good on you. They are not su- supposed to even be mentioned about you. So that's one thing here. Hmm. What do we see here? Ephesians 1, verses 1 and 2. Let's just look at verses 1 and 2. Therefore, be imitators of God as dear children and walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Now, you say, be imitators of God. How do you imitate God? How do you imitate God? You've got to see God to imitate him. Hmm? Don't you have to see him to imitate him? You can't imitate somebody that you don't see. You can't imitate somebody that you don't hear or you don't listen to. Somebody that you are not around, you can't imitate them. You've got to be around them to imitate them. Hmm? You don't copy somebody that is far off, no, remotely. You don't copy somebody on Zoom. You've got to be face-to-face with them and be with them regularly, constantly to copy them. So he said, be imitators of God. How are you going to emulate, imitate, copy God? You've got to be able to observe him. You've got to be able to watch him. And how do we get to watch God or observe God? How do we get to do that? We get to do that through what? The word of God. Amen. That's how we get to know God, to watch him so that we can emulate him. If we are not looking at the word of God, which is like what? A mirror. The word of God is a mirror. You know, it's a reflection. Works with light. The light of God shines into our eyes and actually causes us to see ourselves. We see ourselves through the word of God. We see God and we see ourselves. So we are able to observe God. We're able to see God. We're able to listen to the word of God. Able to listen to God and therefore able to what? Imitate God. 
Copy God. Emulate God. Amen.